Good morning. Welcome to Tech Talk Today, episode 240 for April 19th. My name is Noah. And I'm Angela. Hey, Angela. And of course, bringing in the time-appropriate greetings to our Mumble Room. Hi, Mumble Room. Greetings. So uh, I think this is the first time I've ever hosted Tech Talk Today. I've definitely been on it once or twice with Chris, but I've never hosted it. So uh, you can help walk me through this. Absolutely. All right, great. So uh, we go through a ton of stories, and they're all very exciting. And I haven't necessarily looked at all of them, so I, I would love to tell you about them, but I can't. And uh, we're going to start with Google Play Music, um, getting podcast support on Android. Um, and so basically, my understanding in the, the couple minutes that I've been reading this is that we have the ability to use the Google Play Music now as a podcast app. Interesting. As opposed, like, have you used Google Play otherwise? Like, I, what is it normally? I have used Google Play. Is it to, browser? Well, typically Google Play is an app that you you would upload all of your music uh, to your mm-hmm. Google Drive, and then you can play all those music on on the on the Google Play on the uh, Google Play Music app. But the advantage, or at least the draw for me, was at the time they didn't have uh, a big uh, a big storage limitation and. They didn't seem to mind where you got your music from. So whether it was something you created, whether it was something that you got from a friend, maybe it's something that came off the internet or that you legitimately purchased from, um, you know, the, the, the Play Music Store, mm-hmm. you were able to store all of your music on Google Play and then have access to that everywhere. So it was kind of like, if I remember right, it was the, the, like the first cloud-based music player, which was really cool, you know, a couple of years ago. Now we have things like Spotify and I just, my music becomes everyone's music and so... And I haven't used it in a couple of years, but I uh, am a big podcast listener. I don't know. When you commute, do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> no. no. No? No, I listen to music, unfortunately. I, yeah. I should get into podcasts, but I, I have not yet. But if anybody wants to attempt to do that at Linux Fest Northwest this weekend, I am all, I'm all ears. On good podcasts? So, yeah. Go ahead in the mumble room. So um, we, when we heard about this a little while ago, we submitted the Ubuntu podcast to the Google Play podcast section. So in theory, you can find us on uh, Google Play podcast, but we can't because we're in the UK and it's only available in the US at the moment. So while we're on there, we can't even see that we're on there. That's but we crazy. got the email to say we are. Well, that's good. So one of the things that stands out to me, podcasts and Google Play Music work, sim- uh, work similarly to music in that they use contextual playlists. You can listen to podcasts based on what you're doing, how you're feeling, what you're interested in, Google explained. Now, as much as we rail on Google for them data mining and making decisions based off of that, it is awfully convenient because I do have different podcasts for different parts of the day. I have a different podcast when I'm waking up, a different podcast when I'm commuting, a different podcast when I'm falling asleep. And so the ability for Google Play to know... And to be able to say this would be, a, you know, suggest a good podcast and say this is what you usually listen to when you go to bed. It's actually really nice. And yeah. the other thing is if they start to get more tracking features, one of the things I hate about Pocket Casts is it's a great po- uh, uh, podcast player for Android. But if I have, let's say I started my day, uh, you know, listening to Dave Ramsey and then uh, at the end of the day, I'm listening to my photography podcast. Oh, no, we didn't have the chat room up. Oh, no, no, we did. Oh, we did. I switched the article so they could. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Keep going. Um, So if you if 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 the end of the day, I'm listening to my photography podcast, when that episode ends, it goes back to whatever I was listening to before and then picks that up. And so if that's kind of an upbeat, whatever, then I get woken up again. So if this could be aware of that, that, you know, sure, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, podcasts on board, Stuff You Should Know, How to Do Everything, Radio Lab, Reply All, Mark Mahone's WTF, Chris Hardwick's The Nerd, and, of course, the Ubuntu, uh, podca- Ubuntu UK podcast. That's not in the article, but I'm adding it. Yep. And Tech Talk Today is published in the Google Play podcast section. Is it? Yes. Awesome. So looks like there's a ton of content available. And it's the the app is of uh, the only downside I'm seeing here is that if uh, the app for iOS does not uh, include this feature and they don't have a schedule of when this feature will be available for iOS. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a freedom hating iPhone, you are SOL. Uh, anything else that Mumble Room wants to add or Angela? Nope. Going once. Next story. Going twice. YouTube rolls out support for 360-degree live streams and spatial audio. What? Uh, yeah. Article here says YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Computer Literally stuff. 360 degrees? Uh, YouTube, YouTube will today begin supporting 360-degree live streaming on its service, confirming from this earlier year, stating that the feature would be in development. One of the first videos to take advantage of the more immersive format will be this year's live stream from music event uh, Coachella? Coachella. Yeah, nice. Good eyes. Where select performances at the festival will now be streamed in 360 degrees. Okay, but not manipulative, manipulated by the, by the viewer. It would be based on the f- photographers. And so I feel like the entire purpose of, uh, of 360 degree video would be that you could as the viewer goes, select around. I can't see how... I mean, what would make a 360-degree video if it oh, was... Right. Well, scroll down a little more. There's an example, I guess. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So I guess you can you can Yeah, around, drag around. But you can't, you can't move around, but you can right. like, point your head. Like, if the, if the focus of attention is, like, a performer on stage, you could turn around and look at the people behind, like, dancing or singing along. That might sure. be cool. Okay, but wouldn't, wouldn't everyone need their own independent camera in order to be in control of the movement, or...? I think what no, it does... you get... You receive the whole stream. You receive all 360 degree video all oh, the time. Oh, I see. But it only shows you what your head's pointing at. Interesting. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it is. That is neat. It's a, it's going to be a totally different way to experience it. I don't know. Have you ever watched a 360 degree video? No. No. It, the closest I've gotten is like a th- is like the fisheye lens lens of a house. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. I have I have watched a video. I watched a U2 concert on that mm. was uh, that was in 360 degree video, and it is. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing because you you you're essentially. It's like you're in the crowd and you can look around at the crowd, see what the crowd's doing. You can look up at the stage. You can look over at the sound guy, and you. It, it, it's hard to explain, but it actually is a really unique and cool experience. In fact, I'm not really into 3D stuff, but I could totally get into 360 degree stuff. Yeah, well, it is like the next level, you know, of of participation because all these vloggers are trying to, you know, put out something unique and and uh, what's the word intrusive of their life, you know, like hey, uh-huh. look at all the things I'm doing. Um, that is like the next level. Yeah, I, I I didn't see that as a possibility, but pretty cool. YouTube additionally announced today the support of 1440 60 frames per second resolution for live streams on its service. Live streams at 1440p have 70% more pixels than the standard HD resolution of 1080p. And give you an idea of the nature of improvement, this is not only offers a great experience for 360 degree streams, which are best enjoyed at high resolution and high frame rates, but the benefit of game streams too. The latter will benefit oh, yeah. YouTube's Twitch competitor, YouTube Gaming. Mm. Um, I know a ton of people, even the people that aren't serious about streaming their gameplay, mm-hmm. that they will. In fact, I was playing with a game, uh, playing with a guy 
uh, Counter-Strike a couple of weeks ago and somebody was accusing him in the game of cheating and he's like, here, I'll just stream and then you can come watch and see that I'm not cheating. Um, and so it's it's not even for like the serious gamers that have like channels and stuff. A lot of people just, it, the, the whole Let's Play thing is, is kind of taking off. Cool, Blaster. Um, North great. Ranger is asking if it's compatible with cardboard. And I, I definitely would not know that. I, answer. Yeah, let's see. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't I see, don't see why it wouldn't. I didn't because it's if it's if it's, Here we if go. it's YouTube. Here right? we go. Th- this November, it brought VR videos 360 degree depth of perception to Google Cardboard and made all YouTube videos compatible with cardboard. So sounds like it would work with cardboard. And as we've talked, I think we've talked about a couple different times on the show, various shows is the neat thing about Google cardboard is that it brings VR to everyone, right? It's not just for the people that have, you know, a couple hundred bucks to spend. I got mine for free at self. Oh, cool. Google is giving out Google cardboards. I got one for free. Wow. All right. Next article. All right. Headline from the Wall Street Journal. Amazon UPS, the anti on streaming (laughs) video challenging Netflix. Ups. Oh, ups. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Why'd they capitalize ups? All right. Amazon Incorporating is firing shots across the bow for Netflix Incorporated while attempting to become the primary distribution of video streaming. The Seattle online retailer said Sunday it will begin offering its video streaming service as a standalone option for the first time. A monthly mm. subscription will cost uh-huh. $8.99. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's uh, competitive. I think... Except I, I don't I can't compare the library size, but you know Net- it's not even close. Yeah, it's I would imagine it's not. The reason that I use Amazon Prime Video is simple, and that is because I already paid for Amazon Prime because mm-hmm. I want next day shipping, right? And it just happens to be there, and so if I screw around with my computer long enough, I can get Amazon Prime Video to work under Linux, and so <laughs> I may watch a video from time to time. But the library is pathetic, and what I find most irritating is there is no way to separate out. Stuff I get with Amazon Prime Video and stuff that they want to charge me separately for. And what's frustrating about that is oh. I will go through and be like, what should I watch? What should I watch? And I'll scroll and I'll find a TV show. Oh, I want to watch that. Two ninety nine to buy this TV show. Well, no, I don't want to pay extra money. Actually, the so only reason I was here was... They don't have a section for this is included with Prime? Not that I found. And Jerks. It could be just because... Sure. Well, I'm, well, if you haven't found it, then they don't have a very good navigation system because you're not, you yeah. know, like that. Yeah. So I think... I don't know that I agree with their decision here. I think that at this stage in the game, Amazon would be much better continuing to push the video service as just an extra perk for Prime members and sell Prime on the basis of awesome two-day shipping, awesome, you know, inexpensive one-day shipping. You know, for companies like AltaSpeed, we don't even bother stocking things anymore. There's a lot of, you know, equipment that just because we can Prime it next day and right. it would take that long to schedule a service call anyway, we, they become however, our storehouse. However, they're, I think they're targeting an audience that doesn't necessarily have that $80. Like when you put it all in one, right? Because mm-hmm. Prime is 80 now or is yeah. it 99? Uh, it, it's expensive. Yeah. It's, let's say it's 100. Uh, they don't want to pay that all at once. But if they pay $8 a month, that's 10 months of free streaming if they're not internet, uh, you know, online buyers. Right. Uh, but I don't, you, and you don't get shipping with the eight ninety nine, right? That's no. just the service. Yeah, yeah, right. I understand that. Yeah. But if, like I said, if they don't order online at, as it is. Yeah. Then it, they're not really they're saving quote saving money by having a ten month service. I don't now know. That's true. Well, but I guess the my my question would be why would I pay eight ninety nine for Amazon Prime when I can go get Netflix for the same price or slightly? I mean, it's yeah. a little bit more. It's well, like yeah, no, and what they'd probably do is do both. Yeah, I have yet to find anything that's on Amazon Prime that's not on Netflix. I mean, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure there's some you know video or TV show out there, but I haven't found it. Anything I want to watch seems to always be on Netflix. 
fact, I, oh, Rakai says you can get Prime month to month now. Oh, well, I that's didn't cool. Know that. See, that's see, that's that, that would make for a, a much better move on Amazon's part than than offering Prime streaming as an independent service. Uh, okay, headline: Comcast. Uh, I guess headline is Comcast. Comcast <laughs> is Comcast is one of pay TV's most important and infamous companies. The monolith, monopol, monopolistic grip, a huge swath on the United States, which makes them a popular subject of blogs like ours. But just how big is Comcast, really? What happens when you compare their subscriber numbers to, say, Netflix? Well, Comcast gets clobbered. Um, according to their report, Comcast ended in 2015 with... 22,347,000 video subscribers. Netflix's own shareholders report listed the U.S. membership base at 44, uh, what is that, 44,740,000 strong. That's, that's 102% more than Comcast, a strategic statistic. A staggering statistic. God, I can't read today. Yeah, you can't, but it's uh, okay. So it's, uh, Comcast has 22 million, whereas Netflix has 44 million. And uh, so it's just, it's a lot more. But yeah, it's because, you know, it's the day and age where you pay for a bunch of content, 90% of it that you're not even going to watch is over. Yeah. You know, my aunt signed up for, and she's with, uh, it's not actually Comcast, but it's like one of their little subsidiary that they bought out. Mm -hmm. And she wanted, she bought their, their basic cable package and they gave her like 75 channels, but she wanted like Fox News and like, uh, I think like uh, Court TV or whatever, True TV or whatever they call it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, those channels are super popular, so they're part of the blah, blah, blah advance package. And it's like what we have done is taken all the crappy channels and that you don't really want and put them into like a base Basic, price right. so that you have so something that, to start from. As, yeah, so that they can advertise as low as $30 a month. Right. Well, nobody wants $30 a month That's content. Right. That's right. <laughs> so this, you know, the a la carte thing, uh, like Netflix, you know, where you where I pick you know, what I want to watch makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we were in when we went to when, you know, we went to OSCON, right? And, and we mm-hmm. had the kids up there. And so little Noah, that was one of the first times he'd ever experienced cable TV. And so he's watching TV and he's like, Dad, I want to watch XYZ. And I said, well, you don't get a choice. I mean, this is what's on. So this is what you watch. And then, of course, he's getting interrupted every 15 minutes, which he's frustrated about. Yes. And then the next night he goes, can we watch that again? I'm like, no, you watch whatever's on again because you don't get to pick. Mm-hmm. And it it underlines how antiquated this the idea of cable tv is i mean it's, it's just unbelievably silly and it's funny because like you can see the entire industry shifting you know at&t is starting to try to bundle uh you know direct tv if you mm-hmm. buy their service and and you have you know the cable companies are trying to bundle it with your internet and yep mumble room what do you guys use for your internet for your tv solutions does anyone have cable tv in here i actually just finally cut the cord online Woo! So I'm still I'm still having a hard time with it because like I like watching stuff um, on time so I can like watch this and then go do something else. So I might get a TV antenna because they're still doing over the air broadcasters. Oh yeah, over the air HD. Yeah. But, um, w- one thing that um, I was talking to a friend of mine that's in television, and a lot of the times cable companies don't care about the consumer; they care about getting the packages up. So they can sell them to advertisers. That's who they can they care about. They don't care about doing stuff a la carte and things like that. It would be great, and it would be a lot more competitive. But ultimately, in the end, they either need to adapt, or they're going to see their customer base erode to just internet usage usage at this point. 
Anybody else? Yeah, yeah I, I have uh, cable in the UK as well, and uh, I also subscribe to Netflix too. So because of the stuff that's on Netflix that isn't on my cable subscription, but I have the every single channel in HD cable subscription and internet and phone and everything bundled together. I wish I didn't, but unfortunately it's the most yeah. cost-effective way to do it. Right? Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, I, I I tried to cancel our home phone at one point and they're like, well, it'll cost you more just to have the just the internet. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, but I don't use this phone. And according to my bill, I'm paying $60 a month for it. So how is that possible? Okay. Wow. You know, like, yeah, it was really yeah. dumb. But what they end up doing is they just end up gouging you so that you're right. going to pay for the phone, whether you want the phone or not. And then if you want to pay a little extra, you can have both the phone and internet. Yeah. 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 That, that was lame. exactly yeah. my experience with Comcast. Um, I, I do have both internet <laughs> and TV. And to be honest, when they mailed me the cable box, it never even came out of the closet and never got hooked up. North Ranger, do it's, you have uh, do you have Midcontinent in your area? Um, it's Comcast in Minnesota, but you don't have to go very far west to hit Midcontinent. Okay. If Midcontinent ever comes to you, switch immediately. Don't think, don't hesitate, switch because <laughs> they are like the best uh, is uh, hands down the best ISP I've ever worked with in my life. Which is bizarre too because they're 49% owned by Comcast. They they are, but for whatever reason the the people in South Dakota, the powers that be, they just they kind of maintain their, their own autonomy there somehow. All right, this next story, I'll, g- I'll give you a little background. And this is actually probably the most interesting story out of the bunch, at least to me personally. DJI has released a brand new drone. And, and a little background, I back way back, like four, five, six years ago, Linux Action Show did a runs Linux on a, I think it was a Parrot drone that ran Linux, right? And the first time I saw a drone that took off, a remote-controlled RC quadcopter, I said... I should put a camera on that. That would make for amazing shots. Like, and I was thinking my kids like going down the sidewalk and this, this camera going up and following him. I thought, what cool shots I could get from that. Well, DJI has taken over the industry. They've become the industry standard, especially in the broadcast uh, world. And they have many, 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 uh, documentaries and National Geographic stuff that is, that is filmed in forests and stuff like that. What they used to have to contract with a helicopter and have a camera guy hanging out and would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Now people are doing, for a couple hundred bucks or in the, the professional world, a couple thousand dollars. And they've just released the M600 or yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> the M600. Um, and basically uh, the article goes on to say the film and television industry are gathered in Las Vegas this weekend for the national association's broadcaster uh, or uh, NAB annual summit. And this evening DJI showed off two new products aimed at big budget productions rolling out in Hollywood. Uh, Claudio Miranda, the Academy Award winning director of photography on Life of Pi, was on hand to help unveil the Mattress 600 or the M600 at a cost of $4,599. And it's a drone with a laundry list of cutting edge capabilities on board. The main pitch is the heavy lifter that you want to get your fancy cinema camera up in the air. The M600 has a new video downlink, the Lightbridge 2, which can stream 1080p at 60 frames per second of a distance up to three miles. It has a new flight controller called the A3, which is available with three GPS units and IMUs, allowing it to precisely determine the position and repeat a flight path with a specific shot 
and centimeter precision. So for those of you that aren't getting exactly what this means, that means that a director can stand up and say, I want my talents, and I use the term talents loosely, to start over here and walk you know, straight these 10 feet. And then he can take the drone and map the camera shot exactly how he would like it. And then when he calls action and his talents start moving, he hits that repeat button. And all of a sudden he has the perfect crane shot without having a crane operator and without hiring a helicopter and without, um, you know, having, a, you know, a bunch of special, everything is contained right in this tiny little unit. Right. So why don't you play the video at the top yeah. of the article? Um, I don't know if that's the one. Oh, really? Is there one at the top? Yeah. Play that one. So the thing is 4,000 is kind of a lot. Except that you're saving on so much, like, and it's obviously it's high enough quality. Turn up number five. I never want to feel restricted. I want the camera to be mine to move anywhere, whether that's on the ground or in the air. What matters is getting a shot. Using the DJI M600, I have the freedom to move a professional cinema camera anywhere. The DJI M600 is a completely integrated heavy lifter aerial system for filmmakers. It includes everything needed to go from assembly to flying. We designed the M600 to combine seamlessly with the Ronin MX, our first openly compatible aerial gimbal. The gimbal can also rotate 360 degrees continuously, so it never needs to be reset. So, and one of the things, if you're not picking up in the video, that camera that they have mounted there, one of the first ones, was um, the RED. And if you're not familiar with what the RED is, it was one of the very first digital video cameras that was put into production for uh, for filmmakers. And for the first time, filmmakers had access to a very high-quality camera at, at a reasonable price that used peel-mount lenses. And so you could use your existing – you could use existing lenses that you had that weren't specifically for like a, you know, a 70 and 80 and $90,000 camera. And so it opened up. And now it's kind of become the industry standard. A lot of people are using the RED camera. And so to have a drone that you can now use on it – is absolutely incredible. Well, and it has yes. six batteries, whereas current consumer ones only have one. Yeah, the, I mean, so they have the. My understanding is, I don't know about the, the, the any previous broadcast versions. I'm not familiar with them, but I am intimately familiar with the ordinary DJI Phantom and the DJI Phantom Professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mumble Room sound like somebody was going to key up. No, I was just going to say it's it's funny that, that this is becoming more the use of. Um, these kind of uh, video video production techniques are, are becoming quite common and almost and really mainstream. Like the the British TV, the main mainstream BBC News, when they go and cover a story about you know a flood. I know you've recently had some in in Texas over there. Mm-hmm. That when they have a flood, you often see the the newsreader standing at the end of a street, a flooded street, and the only view you get is straight down the street. You just yeah. like see flat water and like the roof of a car sticking up. Right. Whereas now you tend to see them do a flyby shot of the area, an aerial view, and it gives you a much better idea of like the damage or the coverage of water and that kind of stuff. And it just makes it a lot more immersive, even just for like news, not even for like a decent, like Hollywood film, you know, just for news. It makes it more interesting. That's really interesting because, you know, a couple of years ago, two years ago, <coughs> March, um, we had the Oso landslide. Yeah. And it would have been great if they had drones that had cameras and bright lights to search because there were people calling for help in the middle of the night. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, well, it, but it was too dark and it was too 
wet and unpredictable to go out there and find them and and they weren't found i mean they they were eventually found but not alive unfortunately yeah. the, the the utilitarian use is phenomenal it's just my creative brain just kind of skips right over that but um <laughs> well because I'm, i think of all the cool shots i could get right, with it, but right. it's super cool search and rescue though would be a really good use for it it would and by the way if you were thinking of that drone flying overhead you'd just take it out if it's looking at your daughter sunbathing, which I think happened. Uh, no, you can't do that. Turns out the FAA confirms it's actually a federal crime to shoot down a drone. Wow. <laughs> the federal, a federal crime. The Federal Aviation Administration, commonly known as the FAA, is a busy organization, one that oversees everything from air traffic control systems to pilot, certific- uh, to pilot cer- certifications. You'd think that one would leave it enough on its hands it would have enough on its hands but the current vogue for civilian drones keeps pulling new responsibilities mm-hmm. onto the belaggard administration last year the faa established a drone registry for pilots of unmanned aircraft now it's unequivocally confirming that the federal it is a federal crime to shoot down a drone as john gogella reports in forbes interesting um so uh, I guess uh, Gorgilla uh, explains that the FAA offered this ruling in response to questions on the topic, citing uh, 18 uh, U.S. Code 32, which makes it a felony to damage or destroy an aircraft. This is bad news if you are planning to invest in Drone Defender, a goofy-looking gun promised to disrupt <laughs> intrusive drones by bombarding them with radio waves that disrupt their remote control oh, and so GPS units. Not even just like you can't. Not, you can't even just. You can't do that either. Well, you, you can't cause damage it. to it. If you can find a way to bring it down without damaging it, then you'd probably yeah. be in the clear. Huh. Um, you know, this. we are entering a really interesting time because now we are faced with having to decide between privacy. Where does your privacy begin? Do you have a reasonable expectation to have privacy when you're outside in your own backyard or in right. your own front yard and you put up a fence to get some privacy? Um, I will tell you that anyone that, that says that they have been you know, spied on by a drone and didn't know it was up there. I, I'm not exactly buying it. They're pretty loud. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't know where this is going to go. I can tell you this. I definitively think, because I've got a lot of friends that are in the aviation community, both in air traffic control side and commercial airline pilots, and they are unequivocally against drones. Like they, all okay. of them come down at the same place and say, leave flying aircraft to professionals. If you want to fly it at, 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 at a certain height in your backyard, that's fine. But when you start, you know, going up, you know, a mile, two miles in the air and you're flying around, you know, then, then you're encroaching on us and, and we care. Um, well, it's understandable when they're flying a tin can containing hundreds of people and you're just flying a little thing with a crappy camera hanging off the bottom. Yeah. I, I know which one I value higher. Yes. In fact, <laughs> last this week, um, a pilot landing at Heathrow said that yep. his Airbus A320 was hit by a drone. Yes, it was. That happened. Um, the, the concern that I have simply is that um, – well, I mean, the bottom line is, is I guess it doesn't really matter what I think. The, the FAA is is going to continue to push more and more restrictions, I think, as as this, as drones continue to get more and more powerful. And I have seen firsthand that you can actually fly a drone on the screen itself. Like, you don't even have to see the stupid thing anymore. And you can fly it, you know, all the way around. It's, you know, it, it, they are truly becoming powerful. One thing that I really like is when Angela sends me presents in the mail. <laughs> And so uh, we had moved into our house and all of our stuff had gotten packed inside of the uh, inside of a storage unit that we were storing stuff in. And I got into the house and I had no I didn't have any beer glasses. I didn't have any coolers. (laughs) I had nothing. And all of a sudden, like a day later, a beer koozie shows up my front door and you can get a beer koozie 
and random other gifts throughout the year if you were to support not only Tech Talk Today, but the entire network. And you can do that at patreon.com slash today. Now, this is a way for you to show that you care about the network and that you value the network. And if you're the kind of person that says, I want less ad spots, I don't like ads, I don't want ads, I, you guys are selling out to the ad advertisers because no, all he talks about is is how many GSM Ting cards he has and how many <laughs> droplets he has on DigitalOcean. If that's you, stop complaining and go put your money where your mouth is. Go to patreon.com slash today. Now, here is a, here is a special offer, special, a special one-time offer. If... I'm making this up on the fly. I don't have a special offer. Yeah, I'm if, like, what if, is this? If, if, I normally, if you, I <laughs> if you if if we if, if the current Patreon is at five sixty two. So if that's we can, people that people that's how many people are patrons right now. So if we can get to five seventy five seventy uh, before we'll say so eight more people eight more people we can get eight people to sign up before Linux Fest we'll say. And that would show Chris that even though Noah has like staggered his way through this entire show, <laughs> we got a couple patrons, so he actually did a reasonable job. If we can do that, I will. And this is where I'm. I'm f- oh my falling short. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna do something. I'll do something crazy. Okay. You think about that. I'm yeah. just gonna say you tech uh, tech talk today patreon.com forward slash today supports the whole network. But also, if you do. Watch Unfilter, and that's more your bag. You can support us there as well. Patreon.com forward slash Unfilter. Oh, that's unfilter. a good idea. Yeah, you want so, political content. Yeah, because we do. I mean, people do want to support in both places, but we understand you can't do that. But so as, if you want to represent and support Jupiter Broadcasting, you can do either one. All right. Here's what I'll do. If you guys go over and we get up to five, what did I say? 570? Yes. If we get to 570, I will wear a window shirt to Linux Fest Northwest. Wow. I will wear a Windows You're going to have to go Vista find shirt. one, right? I will wear a Windows Vista okay. shirt to Linux Fest Northwest if we can get to 570 patrons. I think we will. So we can salvage that. I hope so. I hope that the, that chat room and the listeners come together and say, we forgive you, Noah, for totally botching this episode. Yep. And let me let me just clarify, the uh, the Cancuzi that Noah received in the mail is for the swag level members. Oh, yeah. You have and to be a good Patreon. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a limited number of those. So uh, just check out the different Patreon levels. On patreon.com forward slash today. Remember that you can s- submit your uh, content for the shows at techtalktoday.reddit.com. I was just thinking. Oh, no. If we now I'm in get, trouble. No, no. What if we got to like 600 and then I'll wear a Microsoft shirt too? Like, <laughs> wow, that's like a lot more. We go all in. Like, that's both like, of us. If so, we'll, you, so, eight for Noah and 40 for you? Well, or 48. I, if right? I'm going, well, otherwise, I'm there to promote, uh, otherwise, I'm there to promote my brand, not Microsoft. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I should have checked with you before I. No, no, this is genius. <laughs> I say, okay, I just think that'd be great. What if we did it? I, or, or I'll wear an Apple shirt. So, you'll wear a Windows shirt, I'll wear an Apple shirt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm a Mac. I'm a PC. Oh my God, you guys are welcome a duo. to Linux Fest, <laughs> dude. And you know, the thing is, we're going to be on the live stream. Yeah, in front of the cameras. Uh-huh. What did I get myself into? So, right. okay. So, what did the, what was the number? All right, here's it's five sixty right now. Five sixty something. Five sixty two yeah. right now. Five sixty two. So if we get to if we get to six hundred, we sh- I feel like we should one up at just one more. Hold on, let me go see if so, I have an Apple shirt right here. 601. Well, if you don't. 601. 601. We should, because, dude, if we're doing this. Yeah. 601. Because otherwise, we're marking, we're, I mean, we're marking Linux Fest Northwest 2016 coverage forever. And, like, we go out to after yeah, parties, we got to wear that stuff. Yeah, this feels like Calvin, you know, pissing on the uh, Ford or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or uh, whatever. Um, 601. 601. Okay, so anyway, you can, you can contribute at any level. So, 
even if it's just three dollars a month. Three dollars a month is Why not even giggling? a coffee a month. Because I don't. I, I gotta go buy an Apple shirt if this. I, this I might. Is, I might have one. Okay. <laughs> I might have one back at, at my house. Do you have like one? Do you have like one of the, like the like the the girl top cut ones? That would be great. No. I do well, not. We're gonna buy. I do not I'll personally. Buy one. I'm gonna buy one. I, I get to pick, more than six oh one. I get to pick out this. This. I get to pick out this shirt if this happens. Okay. Do you have an end of show right. clip? Yes. Well, actually, we got oh. I think we, just one last story. If that's okay. Okay, but you need to uh, soundboard it. Okay. Soundboard. Introduction. Yep. So I think it's. Is he on the right soundboard for the Kickstarter? Oh my god. Wait, wait. Are you asking me? No, it looks like he's looking at Richard Stallman clips. Why don't you fire off an RMS clip while you're over All there? Right. I yeah. experienced and look life for the in freedom. Tab there. No. Good job. Real smooth. Just smooth like butter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Kick <laughs> it! <laughs> All right. So Fix It IT leads relocation. Uh, so they're looking for open-minded computer problem solvers looking for a place to call their own. Uh, so, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. See, this is why I should read these stories. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. And this is the second show on the network that I have screwed up because I don't bother to prepare. Uh, you can contribute to us without selecting a perk. Just click select a perk at the bottom and you'll be given no, an option. Thanks. What? 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 That what I do. You should, first of all, no, slow down. Look at that still. What do you notice in that still there? Well, look at, uh, no, okay. no, scroll up, scroll oh, okay. up, and look at the still, no, right there. That's yeah, a guy sitting in front of a computer. What's on the screen? Looks like your face. Why don't you play the video and turn up number five over there? Turn up number five. Number five. Jeez. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. If you'd like to come with me, what? I'll take you on a little guy guitar around. Oh, I know this guy. Look at that shirt. We do most of the repairs for our PCs. Did you see his shirt? Um, yeah, I know this guy. Our volunteers, Seth. Working on a laptop. He's my friend on Telegram. Right, what are you doing at the moment? <laughs> uh, putting the machine back together after disassembling it and trying to fix this. These people sound together. British. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, the guy is British. He actually, I think he got a job actually for being laptops and everything listening to Lass. That we work on and then we recondition them and then we put them up for sale in, in our showroom, which I'll take you to now. If you want to follow me, this way. Rocking the Linux Action Show sweatshirt. So, as you can see, we've got uh, plenty of PCs here that we've uh, already made up. Uh, they've all, they all come with Ubuntu Mate on. Um, and there's one over there that's actually got Windows 10 on as well, which is a gaming PC. Which is the one that you can see there with the blue lights. Um, so, I'm going to pass you on to Al, who's one of the other directors here, who's actually on one system that's working already. So, as you can see, I'm using a, a £20 PC to watch YouTube, I'm watching Linux Action Show, which is one of the uh, YouTube channels, and um, you can see it's just it's working fine, it's a fully functional internet PC, and our idea is just to get these out to as many people as possible at the £20 price point. So, in closing, the reason why we're trying to get funding is because we've been told that we have to move out of this property, uh, and we've been given 60 days to do it. As you're probably not aware, the Leeds market is very buoyant at the moment and renting a property does cost a lot of money, uh, money that we don't have. So we're hoping that after you see this video, you will get on board with us, donate a little bit, and um, hopefully you'll be able to pick up a reward, because there's plenty of rewards on there as well for you. So hopefully you'll, you'll donate to us and um, everything will work out. Hope to hear from you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. So... 
That's awesome. And that guy, actually, I recognized his face when he showed up here. And, of course, I can't find things fast enough. But he actually gave me a whole bunch more information on on this particular project, um, stuff that I'm not seeing on this page. So it would have been really cool if my phone would have cooperated and I could have found one of the 15,000 telegrams that I had. Do you, do you need to borrow Andrew's iPhone? I know. I, just... uh, I think it would have the same amount of, uh, <laughs> same amount of telegram conversations on the iFizzle there. <laughs> the entire weekend has been well, an that's Andrew really cool. party. So. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so let's hope that uh, if if you have some extra cash, that you would especially uh, British yeah. pounds apparently. Yeah. So if you didn't if you didn't catch the drift of that, or if you tuned out for whatever reason because of the thick accents, no, just kidding. Um, they are asked, they're being asked to move out of their space where they repair and and fix up computers. And in the particular geographical area that they're in, it's it's really expensive to rent. And so they're just hoping for a little bit of uh, money to invest in a new rental space so that they continue to do what they like to do. Awesome. That is absolutely awesome. All right. For, and then we just click the end of show. For and then. For yes. and then. And then I can't find the telegram. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll update later. But Yeah, check the show notes for a link to this if you want to support it. And uh, we might throw in some extra stuff if Noah ever finds the telegram message. All right. And well, Noah's probably going to join us for a bit of uh, Linux Unplugged today. So you could probably update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if you want to be cool, then come to Linux Unplugged and see how I screw that show up. Hey, so uh, also, uh, we were thinking next week it might be a Noah and Chris episode. What do you think of that, Ange? How do you feel about that for next Tuesday? For Tech Talk? Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. So that'll be, so Noah's still being here next uh, next Tuesday. So join us, join us at jblive.tv for that, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Hey, Ange, I know you and I, uh, <laughs> you and I used to watch the show, mostly just because because you always wanted to watch it. Oh man! It, this was what what couples watched before YouTube <laughs> was a thing. No, did you ever? Okay, this is the end of show clip. No, I'll, you take it. Take yeah, it. Yeah, back when we had cable. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Celebrity guest, Santa, and now the host of our show, Bob Saget. Thank you. You don't have to do that. Thank you. It's just not necessary. <laughs> 